Well, good evening and welcome to the Psychic Coffee Shop. I'm Ace tonight, and with me tonight in the coffee shop, returning very quickly with her new book, is Lisa. How are you, honey? I am terrific. <laughs> I'm just, I've got my little, my little psychic coffee here and all <laughs> ready to go. Exactly. And you're doing so, you know, this is your second book out. The Akashic Knowing. So you took on, you know, your first book was Akashic Soul Path. And you've done some magic with it. Right. This is actually my fourth book. This is fourth my second book. book this year. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I know. So, yes, four books all about the Akashic Records, how to access your records, all about your soul plan, healing through. Um, some of the energy healing prayers and the newest and greatest let's see uh kasha so what's this one doing about wow well so this one is so fabulous because what I really did is because I've been writing these books for the last eight years now, I, I really brought everything that I've been teaching together in this book, Akasha. Mm -hmm. So I really go deep into what the Akashic records are, who are your record keepers, why should we care, right? So, mm -hmm. so helping people who have heard about the Akashic records, but haven't, you know, taken any deep dives. So I take everybody deep so that you can really understand the gift of the Akashic records okay. about your soul plan and so much more. <laughs> right. So let's start from the beginning because Akashic records has been a heated discussion going on in popular culture right now. What are they? So, the Akashic record is the recording of your soul's journey throughout all time space continuum. Mm -hmm. So the idea that I love to hold is, is that mm -hmm. since you individuated from source mm -hmm. millions or billions or trillions of years ago, your soul started journeying through the multiverse, through the galaxies, and everything you have ever been or done is recorded in this etheric field that we call the Akasha. Mm -hmm. Now, when you take that from kind of a weird, grandiose idea and start to make it a little bit more accessible, the idea is that every lifetime would be a book if you were imagining it as a library. And of course, I think, you know, library is a good kind of idea to, to wrap our brains around. So we have thousands and thousands and thousands of books in our personal library, as well as having our own personal Akashic record keepers who are there in service to help us find the appropriate books to answer the questions that we are asking. Mm -hmm. And, you know these books are files we're not talking those permanent records they kept threatening us with in school are we <laughs> well you know it does record everything we have ever been or done uh-huh and yet of course because it's part of the quantum field of source 
-hmm. there is the ability to check in to do some really profound healing through this quantum field mm -hmm. um when we have completed karmic patterns which means when you learned and got that lesson mm -hmm. you can start to update and upgrade some of these records or files or stories that we often hold but we cannot delete them. We can't be like, ew, I don't want that. I didn't like that life. That didn't sound good. I don't want to finish the karma. It right. doesn't work that way. But we can look into who we've been, what we've done, what we've learned, and really glean so much information from those other lifetimes to support us in being on our greater soul path and purpose in this lifetime. Right. Now, that theory that we can go and just like self-edit what we've done when we've done it, is it even possible in your point of view? Well, a tricky question, honestly, because we can do healing and I have seen people's kind of past life records transform when a karmic pattern is complete, when a soul contract is complete, they're kind of updated or upgraded. Mm -hmm. so we can let go of some of that emotional pain and trauma. But that doesn't mean that you weren't a terrible person or you didn't get burned at the stake. But right. what we can do is clear the trauma that may be affecting your body in this life. Mm -hmm because you don't need to continue to feel that pain that's not right. useful right and then we can reclaim some of the wisdom that you learned from that experience right so with that or with the view of that are we talking more we can fix the cell memory um that's a good way of saying it i have to say so what the record keepers say mm -hmm. is that we're very infinite and complex beings. So right. through a big trauma, say you got burned at the stake. Well, you were maybe a midwife or you might have been a great healer, but you were far from a witch, right? So right. you get burned at the stake and there's your family watching and there is, oh my gosh, let's talk about so much emotional trauma, right? We've got right. abandonment. We've probably got hatred. Maybe we're making a vow to never be a healer again. We've mm -hmm. got, you know, soul contracts with those, that child maybe who's watching you die, right? right. So we can go into those files. Mm -hmm from what we've learned, from the forgiveness that we've done in this life and other lives, mm -hmm. from the greater understanding of the um, some of the whys. Why would that ever happen to me? Because a lot of these things are about our soul growth. And so in that way, not only can we start to release the stuck energy because the trauma of dying, right? Right. In that sort of way creates trauma in the body and it can create so much trauma in the soul that we have a soul splinter okay right so when a soul splinters into a piece now again remember that you have this vast soul so when you lose a, a splinter it's not that much right. of that life right 
kind of size energy compared to infinite soul size energy. Right. When we can go in and clear some of the emotional pain that's stuck in the energy field, in mm -hmm. the Akashic records, often stuck in, and feeling it in the physical body, mm -hmm. we can do healing work around that. And then the energy, the kind of the story shifts. Right. So we may still die, right. but kind of the trauma releases, maybe the life changes almost in a way where there's no child watching, you know, there's, it just, it, it kind of works out differently. And then we can go in and reclaim those gifts and talents and really do a soul retrieval, an Akashic soul retrieval to retrieve that splintered soul and bring it back into wholeness with the rest of the soul. Right. That's working with the theory of cell memory, whereas you've got example, there was a woman that lived in New York. All of a sudden she turned 38 years old and couldn't cross bridges. Well, that's a problem there. Right. Right. Okay. Um, I think we're starting to, you know, so, you know, she went and done some past life regression and some Akashic work and found out that, you know, in the like, like four lifetimes, she had been on bridges that collapsed. Okay, so that had built up that trauma there that was not only in the Akashic, but blended down into our current life path and created this unreasonable fear. And once that was released, once that was worked with and worked out through, I think, a couple of sessions, and then they were able to, you know, also work with her librarian. I've always been trained to call them the Akashic guardians. Mm -hmm. um, they were able to neglect that and she was able to get to like have no problem with bridges anymore right yeah right but you're what you're really doing or what i the way i would do it through right. the quantum field of the akash is that i would go into those lives and actually release more of the trauma that she experienced in that lifetime which is not really right. valid or viable now. So right. we can literally go in and unstick that physical pain and that right. emotional pain, what I just refer to as, you know, kind of all of those kinds of trauma. So we can mm -hmm. actually kind of blow up and release some of these balls of trauma and what goes with them are mm -hmm. those vows. Can you imagine standing on a bridge, you know, thinking, I, I will never, right? We make a vow that say, I will always or I will never, you know? Yeah. And they are very sticky energy. So if you say, I will never cross another bridge in my life, you know, there you right. are. There she is going like, can't do it. I just can't do it I, I right. physically, you know? And then maybe there were some soul contracts that had to do with, um, maybe her helping maybe in maybe in a life she came back as a bridge builder to 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 help build a good better the bridge, bridge. Yeah. or right. you know, make laws about building bridges so they're interesting things because they are often very intricate into mm -hmm. the whole plan and the why it's usually right. not pure randomness you know there might be mm -hmm. some randomness in there but right rarely pure randomness that mm -hmm. someone would have four lives of that experience right i think she was hard-headed 
um, in my opinion. You know, she just wasn't <laughs> taking the lessons from the wife. And it's like, okay, fine. You, you liked it last time? Great. We'll just write it in this time. <laughs> um, so what is your thoughts on why, you know, because if they're supposed to be separate books, why is the soul, you know, and what do the guardians say about holding on to some of this stuff? Well, really what they say is, is that it's easy to imagine them for, for us humans who like to be a little more linear to imagine mm -hmm. a lifetime as a book. But mm -hmm. when we write our soul plan, mm -hmm. we say, what do I want to bring back into this life? What gifts and talents am I bringing forward? Um, mm -hmm. What lessons do I want to learn? Who do I want to share my time with? What soul contracts am I going to write? And so we're literally looking at that kind of whole earthly, usually mm -hmm. earthly, but sometimes galactic library and saying, what is important for me to, you know, bring back in this life? And often they're karmic patterns that we haven't completed. And often they're soul contracts with people who are part of our soul family, which means we really want to be together. And so right. we have a lot of support contracts there with soul family members. Mm -hmm. And often those soul family members step up to be the, the bad guy, to be the challenging human, to be right. the whatever, you know, we're you wanting are. to learn. So if right. I'm trying to end, um, abuse in the world, then I am going to ask one of my soul family members, hey, will you be that abusive, you know, mom or dad or parent or or sibling right. or grandfather, it doesn't matter, right? Will right. you be my abuser so that I can learn and grow and do my forgiveness and get the compassion and be able to help other people from those situations? And so we really are working together lifetime after lifetime and they're not linear it's not right you know one life after another we often will pull in a lifetime from two or three thousand years ago right so bringing those gifts in bringing those soul family members back into our life so um you know, even though we can say, you know, we imagine a life, we imagine we're in this little body and that this is it. And then, you know, some of us think, oh, you're dead, you die, that's it, it's over. Or, um, but we're all connected, it's all connected, right? Of course, partly mm -hmm. just because we're all one, but your soul is a huge soul, a huge oversoul. Right. It's connected to all those little lifetimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Let's talk about working on this side of the plane with the Akashic Records, because apparently in public communication elsewhere on the Internet, you know, in a little ticky talk app, there are people saying, oh, I can just go in there and white out half your book, remove this, update this, whatever you want me to do, you know, for $5,000 or for $2,000 and yada, yada, yada. It doesn't work that way, does it? No, no, it absolutely does not work that way. And, you know, I think the one of the huge points is, is that we come to this earth plane, we come into this, you know, dense, granted, three dimensional world, right. because we love it here. And 
We want to support other souls in learning and growing. And so a lot of the, the, it's about that growth. It's not about, you know, bypassing it ever. So if you do not learn what you wanted to learn, Mm -hmm. then you'll come back and do it again. Right. So people who have really strong karmic patterns, because karma is not a punishment. It's something you and soul want to learn about. And so we come back until we figure it out. So that means, and, and I've had plenty of clients who have said, you know, I realize I'm stuck in this karmic pattern because every relationship I get into, the exact same thing happens, right? They start out nice and then they're freeloaders. They take advantage of me. They are abusive. And what's wrong? I'm like, well, what's wrong? <laughs> it's about learning to value yourself as a, yeah. as a soul in a body. And until you can value yourself, no one else will. And this right. is what this karmic pattern looks like for you, right? Everybody's right. different. We're very unique. Right. So it's about learning that because we are these infinite souls. If we didn't want to learn and grow and have these experiences, we would have just stayed in the 12th or the 14th dimension and not come down here and embodied. Right. Or played with it. You know, and, but at the same time, when we're here, sometimes we're like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Why <laughs> did I schedule this? This is ridiculous, beyond ridiculousism. I get that. How do we rewrite this? Okay. Then we go on the other side of that. And, you know, we have the mediums and the psychics or the clairvoyants or the channelers or whatever type. Can we, we'll just call them psychics that are actually working with Akashic. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Shannon that are actually working with in the records you know we deal with our record keeper or our guide goes and deals with the record keepers and like okay i need to see this file but it's not like they get to remove anything it's like oh let's pull the file let's start ripping pages out and throwing them in the trash can you don't get to do that no no it would it it it, it would make your life basically moot right it right. would be like saying so whatever you did is now cancel delete right wouldn't that be nice if you could just be cancel delete cancel delete cancel delete or it right. seems to us that it would be nice but it right. wouldn't be nice because again you would just be coming back to learn right we don't come to be um terrible people and get away with it we don't come to be you know give be doormats and let everybody walk on us and and be that way and and just live with it no we come back again and again kind of as a doormat is a possibility but to learn to step into our power to learn to know that we truly are these infinite souls with so many gifts and so many talents and love and and really abilities and and power we are powerful ancient wise huge souls so when you get that you don't need to have someone erase some crap from your records which they can't do anyway so you're just being you know silly and and taken for a ride you know right well let's play it out because you've been to the akasha it's debatable on what you know my guide says he pulls files from it so we'll go with that let's play this out we have some clairvoyant bullist 
he thinks that he can destroy records. What is going to happen? Well, a couple things will happen. And so about a thousand years ago, back during the Dark Ages, right? Mm -hmm. um, the Akashic people were doing whatever they wanted with the records. They were basically able at that point to access a lot of information Mm -hmm. in the records for their own gain. So they would go win wars. They would go, you know, steal people's gold or their jewels or whatever these people were looking for. The, the energy was so accessible back then mm -hmm. that people did that for a short while until the record keeper said, oh my gosh, these people are such a low vibration. They can't have access to this energy anymore. And they literally pulled the Akasha away from earth so that pretty much no one could access the akashic records any longer unless you were really you know a monk a mystic a, a seer <laughs> unless you really were of a very high vibration and high integrity right so humanity lost access to the akashic records for almost 1200 years right and that's when we found during the 60s Mm -hmm. The 70s, as the vibration of the planet was raising again, we're realigning into a new, the new age, right? right. Uh, the age of Aquarius and, and eventually right. a golden age if we don't just up and decide to blow it for ourselves. Sabotaging self-behaviors, but anyhow. Right. But that's when the record keepers asked me, they said, will you help us re-anchor the energy back on the planet? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so of course me, I'm like, why me? Really? I'm busy. I have three babies. And they were like, well, you were one of us. You were a record keeper. You can hear us right back then. Right. Nobody was talking about the Akashic records. We had no. Edgar Casey, and then you know, maybe there was a couple of mystics here or there that were, you mm -hmm. know, talking about it, but you know, Not a lot. five billion people, maybe, <laughs> maybe 50 yeah. people on the planet. Anyway, yeah. um, so that had been my intention to help anchor the energy back, which is why I've been writing books and doing podcasts right. and on and on for the last 20 years. Right. So now it's re-anchored. Now it's a hot topic. Now we're in alignment again that we really can access the Akash with greater ease because the record keepers say, this is everyone's birthright. Right. And everyone needs to do this through integrity mm -hmm. or we'll pull the energy away again. Yeah. Right. So these are our choices now. So right. if people really misuse the information and the energy. They act out of integrity. They mm -hmm. will certainly lose any access they had if they even had any right and if too many people do it just like in the dark ages they'll literally pull the vibration far enough from away from the earth that that right. we won't be able to access it except for again those great mystics or the um, ones that really have the what i call they have their true the access dna like right. they have to have an emissary or whatever to access it but like you working in the akashas and healing traumas that is not what we're talking about what you know this is not the same thing they aren't on the same dimension 
She isn't going to go in there and erase your life in the 1300s being a dungeon master. Get over it. You know, that's not what this book's about. But I wanted to take on this topic because people are getting scammed out the Yazoo. And my God is going, are they nuts? You wrinkle one page and them, the guardians or whatever are on your ass. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It is, it is so important. So, of course, you are never allowed to open someone's Akashic record without their consent, right? Without mm -hmm. their specific permission. Right. So even I've had, um, you know, clients and students over the years who say, oh, can we open my dead mother's records? It's like, no. Why would you do that? You don't have permission. You cannot do that. Now, we can open your records with your permission, and we can ask about your soul contract with your mother. Right. Because really, that's what you're interested in. Why would I pick this mother, right? Why right. would I have this challenging relationship with her? You don't mm -hmm. have to open her records to get that information. That's in your soul's right. plan. That's in your Akasha, right? Exactly. But, like, here's an example of an Akashic record. We can't go and pull Edgar Casey record and go, okay, why did it work this way for him? Right. No, no, because you cannot go into Edgar Casey's records because right. none of us have permission to open right. his records, right? Right. So he had his specific gifts and talents. Right. He found a way in that time when the vibration on the planet was just starting to raise right back in the 20s, 30s, 40s. But he found he could do it through a very deep hypnotic trance. But it also right. took three people for him to access the records. He had to have his wife asking him questions. He had his secretary writing down the answers. And he was, that's why they called him the sleeping prophet. He was in a, a unconscious kind of right. state of hypnotic trance. So now, right, when the record keeper said, please start a school, please teach people how to do this work. Right. They said, you know, we will give you the mm -hmm. energetic keys. We will give you the vibrational keys to open and move into the Akash while you're wide awake, not in right. a hypnotic trance. And, and actually, one of the very cool um, aspects for me of, of this book I have written uh, a, a whole couple chapters about how to access your own Akashic records. And right. so not only do I help people to really understand in greater depth what the Akasha are, who the record keepers are, how you can use your Akashic records why mm -hmm. you write a soul plan and why that matters right? right and then there's beautiful um stories in here so so 20 wonderful souls some of my um students who have accessed the records some people that i've done readings for and some people who access the records in different ways have written their story on how the akasha changed their life how they mm -hmm. used it in their life and have had really transformational experiences. So right. I love the story part. People can really relate to and and understand in some ways how you can use this profound work 
Um, right. And then, so th those are parts one and two. And then part three, I actually teach you how to access your own Akashic records. And we talk more about the quantum field. We talk mm -hmm. about the galactic Akasha. And, right. you know, all of us are star seeds and and where we're going from there. So that's all right. in this one book. So like I said, I kind of took so much of this wisdom that I have learned over the last 25 years. Right. And put it in this book. <laughs> right. And I think you touched on something really fast and we'll take a break and come back to it. What different ways other people access the records. Let's talk about that when you come back, okay? Okay. Awesome. Hey everybody, Lady Gwendolyn here from Rowan Temple of Light and I'm here to tell you about our events this summer. First up is Beltane in the Hills, May 13th, and that is from 1 to 6. We have entertainment, we have a bunch of vendors, we have a fairy photo shoot, it's going to be exciting. You have any questions, uh, reach out to Earth Magic or to myself. Um, after that, we have uh, Central West Virginia Pagan Pride, August 19th. That's at Holly Gray Park from 11 to 5 for the day. And we will have Sarah Masters coming down from Pittsburgh to be our keynote speaker. We have some great classes for that. So, if you want to get involved, reach out to Rowan Temple of Light at Gmail or just follow us along on Facebook at Rowan Temple of Light. And we look forward to seeing you out in the community. See you there. Welcome back, goblins. My name is Jason, and I am the host of the Esoteric Book Club, a podcast that examines titles on the magical, paranormal, the mysterious, and the strange. I release two episodes a month, in which I review books on esoteric topics, recap news of the weird, and conduct interviews with authors, practitioners, and experiencers. The Esoteric Book Club can be found on every major podcast service or can be streamed directly from esotericbookclub.org. Hi, I'm Ace and Knight. I provide tarot readings covering everything from love and relationships to your life questions and your spiritual answers. And also, I provide a lot of guidance and finances and divorces and all those relationship problems. So, if you'd like to get a reading from me privately, not on air, you can feel free to do so by visiting aceandnight.com and booking your appointment. I also provide on-demand services, so if your life is a little chaotic, you can go ahead and click that call now button there on my site. It'll connect you to Keen, and if you've not been with Keen before, you'll get three free minutes to talk with me, so that's great for a quick answer question. All right, guys, back to the show. Enjoy. Bye, y'all. Hi, I'm Tracy Van. I provide a blended reading consisting of mediumship, psychic, and tarot cards. A reading from me can cover any guidance you need from relationships with your partner or your family, spiritual, financial, any questions you may need clarity on. If you would like to book an appointment with me, check out my website, tracyvan.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y. B-A-N-N dot com. I have bookings from 15 to 60 minutes you may choose from. That helps if you just have a quick question. 
need an answer or if you're looking for a reading in more depth, I'm here to provide the guidance and clarity for you. Uh, let's just figure it out. Bye. All right. Welcome back. Okay. So how are some of the ways these people connect to their Akashic record? So what I've seen over the years, I mean, I was actually um, a psychic energy healer when the Akashic record keeper started to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Now, way back when it took me a couple of years to figure out who had that big booming voice and all of that huge information right. because they weren't common back then. Right. Um, so there are people who definitely like myself have that kind of um, genetic access. I was right. an Akashic record keeper. I have met other clients and students who have were also record keepers. Don't think there's that many of us, but they're not that few also. Um, but of course, you know, there are some people who douse for answers and feel like they're accessing the Akash. There's some people who say, well, I ask my guides or I ask my angels and they get the information. So they kind of act as maybe a, um, you know, mediator or or um, emissary and they'll go in and, right. and, you know, kind of access a little bit less directly. Um, right. But, you know, honestly, there's people who do guided visualizations, meditations, things like that, which is lovely. But I find that once we're in that kind of meditative state, you may have the experience of being in the Akasha and it's lovely. And I even love to, to lead people through a guided visualization, but we're not in direct kind of communication asking questions. So... Right. My intention is to always teach my students how to build a relationship with their Akashic record keepers, mm -hmm. um, how to really start to ask questions to get direct answers to the to what they're curious or interested in. Um, and so when we start to build the relationship and can consciously right, use that vibrational key to open the door and access the energy, speaking to our own Akashic record guides or, or record keepers, or I sometimes refer to them the masters of the Akasha. Um, mm -hmm. They're not ascended masters, so always important to differentiate. Um, right. But then we can really get direct, very specific information um, and answers to our questions. So for me, it's the most direct, you know, kind of using an access prayer, using a sacred key, Mm -hmm. learning to communicate, building a relationship with your record keepers. It gives you the most direct access, I think, that we can have. Right. And it gives you the access that, you know, you're able to build and grow. What things have we seen come out of this book? Um, so, you know, to me, the kind of the understanding of who we are as infinite souls and, you know, of course, the exciting thing is, is that in this book, people can start to practice and learn. I teach my five-step wisdom prayer system in part three, along with quite a few of the meditative tools, the energy tools, the healing tools that and, and healing prayers that I've channeled from the Akasha. So mm -hmm. it's all accessible to you in in this new book Akasha so you can learn to start to read your records and start to kind of practice with the energy and the processes that I teach in the book awesome 
Okay, darling. So where can they get it at? Well, it is available, of course, on Amazon and Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. around the world. So that's very helpful. And honestly, um, you can get it on my website and then receive four free Akasha gifts to help support your journey. So if you want to go to akashicknowing.com and you'll find that right there on the home page and you'll see, you know, get four free gifts when you purchase the book now or four gifts when you get it. So, so on my website, great place to, um, order the book and get your gifts and learn more about the Akashic Records, of course, and, you know, mm-hmm. what I offer, the readings I offer and and the live online workshops that I teach um, a couple times a year. So, so we've got so, some of that actually coming up. Late, don't you? I'm sorry? You've got a live workshop coming up, I believe, don't you? I do. Absolutely. So it will start on September 18th. So not too far away. Um, mm-hmm live online so easy to access from you know anywhere in the world (laughs) it's a deep dive so i like to really teach you know after all these years so much information so i teach it as a 16 hour workshop because wow deep and profound work and and again i'm a great believer in helping people to understand all these access all these aspects mm-hmm. of your soul's plan of the akashic records you know how you can use them to transform your life it really is a vibrational um healing tool and and really helps us in our own ascension here at this time of history to help us create the new earth so that we can move from our old you know the old paradigm of the 3d world into a higher vibrational higher energy uh, world of greater love really so um that's part of the process that we can learn through accessing our own akashic records very cool and you know with that you're you know you can interact with her. She also do services, you know, actual readings. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you know, it's like you can actually book with her. You can get a reading. You know, you're one of the few authors that are still taking readings that are still connecting and, you know, doing the work. Um you know, I think it's important. So to me, it remains really important because when I do readings for other people, uh-huh. it's I download so much information because in their records, of course, they're asking different questions. They've had different kinds of lifetimes. They hold big um, collective contracts. We, many of us hold different kinds of contracts. So I learn and grow when I do readings. And so to me, I think it's really important for us as we go forward to, mm-hmm. you know, always be students, no matter, you know, how much I know. I'm like, there's more to learn because now the galactic akasha is really opening so it's easier to start to understand all of those lives on other planets planes dimensions some of who we've been and what we've done and why that's important to us now right and so they're less random lives and more about 
how can I use that information? Did I come as an inventor to help, uh, you know, to heal the planet, to bring forward a new invention to help humanity with food, with water, with air, with, you know, communities, right. whatever it is. So right. it's really, really helpful to me to stay in the energy. And, and of course, I love people. So that's why I still teach the classes and do the readings, because it's really a joy to hang out in that beautiful high vibration of just pure unconditional love, which the Akasha is, and to right. bring people into that energy with me to teach them or to do a reading healing session. So that I didn't expect there, but it's there. And let's kind of take a moment, talk about it. You have business services. That's right. So um, I don't think that many people talk about it, but your business has a mm -hmm. soul. So if you're an entrepreneur, you know, many of us are solopreneurs, or maybe we have a business with a partner or two. Right. But that business, actually, there is a soul to your business. Now, of course, you've got your soul, you've got your soul's plan, you wanted to bring gifts and talents to share with humanity, but that that business that you are creating, it's like, it's same kind of an interesting thought. Your soul has a contract with your physical body in this life, just mm -hmm. the same as your soul has a contract with a business, if right. not everybody does. But if you're called to create your own business, it's because you contracted with that that energy that is part of the business. So you want to communicate with the soul of your business to how can I support you? Is this, you know, the highest and best path for me to really take you right, right. as we're doing whatever we're doing? If we're doing our marketing or we want to have a new business partner, maybe we're starting a new um, online program or whatever it is we're offering. We want to check in with the soul of our business and make sure we are in alignment with that that soul of the business so that we can come together really and walk that that path together in the highest alignment that we can. So right, I right. do Akashic business readings for um, owners of businesses. Interesting, interesting. You know, and that's a new view. A new venue there um, because a lot of people do not understand that yeah psychics do a lot of business consulting one you can call it what it is it's business consulting and I find it interesting that you're starting to offer that out and it's actually you know clearly like you know you're coming to work with the records of your business right. type energy which is amazing yeah yeah. It can be so profound, really. I would say, well, of course, over all of these years that I've had my business <laughs> and, right. and, and, you know, you, you realize I had a, a small healing center in the community where I live many years ago. And then the record keeper said, really, I mean, they, they stepped in and said, because you can hear us, we want you to start a school. Mm -hmm. So you access really the records of that school to be in a highest and best alignment with the school right. that you're creating, that you're a part of, but you are not, you're right. not the only part, right? And so, um, 
over all these years, they come along, the record keepers, where I'm like, okay, so I've got my little healing center, I'm teaching classes, I'm doing this, you know, and then they say, you know, it's time to close the center because the, there's so much more to the world now. So probably about 15 years ago, I closed my healing center and really went online. They said, right. we want you to access and help support people around the whole world. Right. You can't do that in a little healing center. <laughs> so. Well, you can't do that in a little healing center. You can't do that. You, brick and mortar really limits the reader. It limits your reach. It limits your teaching abilities. Now, you can only have 20 or 30 students, that type of thing. Um, but do you ever miss it? The tangible classroom. Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. <laughs> you know, I have to say that this kind of thing is a matter of fact, because I, I teach online, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I might have, you know, 50, 75, sometimes 100 students on Zoom. Right. And, um, and I make time to let them ask questions and then we can pull them up in this kind of one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, situation on screen so they can ask their question and I can answer it. I'm right. not doing readings. I'm talking about answering. I mean, I can do, I do readings on Zoom too, but in a big class, if right. I have, you know, 50 people around the world, that person who is, um, you know, wherever they are in Europe or or in India or somewhere else in the world, they still get one on one time to ask their questions, right. you know, right there with me. And, you know, before the pandemic, honestly, I would do an occasional local um, workshop. But All right. yeah, you know. I'd rather be able to teach 50 or 100 people around the world than just those 10 people who can get to Sedona to work in a in a small right. group setting. Right. And I think that you're able to give them more time, more focus, and it's less expensive. Because right. I promise, unless you live in Sedona, you got to fly to Sedona, you got to Airbnb, hotel, or RV it, you've got to then make time for the class. While like making up events for your children, your you know husband or whatever, because you ain't leaving, you know, just but you don't get to go by yourself normally on a spiritual getaway. <laughs> Honestly, luckily I do. Awesome. <laughs> I know my husband's a sweetheart. You know, thirty-three years later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go teach in Sedona. You stay home with the dog and the cats. <laughs> mm -hmm. You go camping or backpacking, you know, that's what that's his spiritual aspect is really uh -huh. the energy of nature. And so, it, you know, it's perfect when you can kind of right. come to those kind of places, you know, in a relationship because right. we're different. We're spiritually different. Everyone is right. We've got our right. own different aspects. So, um, you know, so. I might do a Sedona or I might do another retreat here or there. I was just talking with a friend about doing a nice little, you know, 20 person retreat in Mexico. And um, Ooh, nice. it could be very, very fun. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, there we are. It's it's a choice like anything. So, um, 
I will do some of those in the future. Hopefully we'll get to do more expansive kinds of, um, uh, you know, uh, talks again now with all the books and do some bigger, right. you know, groups I think would be really fun to do too. But, you know, this has worked out pretty well. <laughs> you know, virtual is doing nice. I'm loving virtual. I went virtual um, literally when, when the panini he had, I was like, let's just switch to virtual and i like my virtual much better yeah 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 Yeah. my clients do too because they don't have to travel to me but guys go check out our classes get her services she's really good and again that link is in our show description it will also be in our live chat if you're with us thank you lisa for joining me for a cup of coffee to talk about your new book a caution knowing i look forward when you bring back the next one darling oh gosh well (laughs) think we're taking a little break for a year or two but it has been a joy i appreciate you having me on twice this year with my two books so when i got the email i was like uh-huh i knew she'd be back <laughs> check out akasha yeah wonderful book check out your soul has a plan that's the other one that we we talked about in january you people could mm-hmm. go back and look for your soul has a plan um it's on the playlist go check out the coffee the shop playlist, playlist right? up there Love it, love it. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, darling. You have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Hi, this is Sandy Star. I'm a psychic and I work on Keen and I have been working on Keen for over 22 years. You can reach me on 01068. I deal with a myriad of subjects, but I do specialize in relationships, marriages, divorces, is he cheating? Is she cheating? Whatever the dynamic of the relationship is, I will guide you through. I've got amazing radar for cheaters. So I will tell you the truth if he or she is cheating. I can help with any subject you need me to help you with besides relationships. And I look forward to hearing from you. Again, you can reach me through Keen. And my extension number is 01068. I really look forward to hearing from you and helping you with whatever you need me to help you with. Hi, I'm Tracy Van. I'm a psychic medium and I work with tarot cards. I also practice Reiki and access bars. I would like to share with you what a reading with me is like. It is a blended reading of psychic and mediumship. And I deliver these messages exactly as they come through. I'm not going to mince words or add any padding. I am a professional, reliable, and honest communicator. I have readings available anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. You can book a reading with me at tracyvan.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y-V-A-N-N.com. And know I'll always tell you exactly what you need to hear. Hey everybody, Natalie here from The Pendulum's Path. If you are in need of guidance, direction, spiritual connection, healing, or more, you have come to the right place. I have worked as a psychic and a medium for over three years, connecting people from all over the world with their loved ones, giving them insight and guidance into their current situations, their past healings, their blockages, and what they need to know in order for them to have a better future. It would be my absolute honor if you would come to my website at www.thependulumspath.com, visit my shop. I have a whole 
bunch of crystals, oils, balms, mystery boxes, and more. And visit my services. I offer 15-minute, 30-minute, and 60-minute sessions. I also have email readings available if you're not comfortable with the one-on-one session with me or if you just want to try me out. I encourage you to come visit me at the Pendulum's Path and let's get you back on the right track today. Hey everybody, Lady Gwendolyn here from Rowan Temple of Light and I'm here to tell you about our events this summer. First up is Beltane in the Hills, May 13th, and that is from 1 to 6. We have entertainment, we have a bunch of vendors, we have a fairy photo shoot, it's going to be exciting. If you have any questions, uh, reach out to Earth Magic or to myself. Um, after that, we have uh, Central West Virginia Pagan Pride, August 19th, that's at Holly Gray Park from 11 to 5 for the day. And we will have Sarah Masters coming down from Pittsburgh to be our keynote speaker. We have some great classes for that. So, if you want to get involved, reach out to Rowan Temple of Light at Gmail. Or just follow us along on Facebook at Rowan Temple of Light. And we look forward to seeing you out in the community. See you there. Right, welcome back and welcome Instagram. How are you guys? Yes, hello guys. Hello. All right, so the second part of the show is also being simulcast over onto the Instagram. We are rocking that along. First part of the segment is actually an audience participation part, and it's Are You the Asshole? Now, this is completely. Well, we get to decide if he is the asshole. So I will start to pull over on Ace and Night Live, and we can rock that. All right. Ready for me to take it away? Take it away. Am I the asshole for saying my wife will have to quit her job if we get booted from another daycare? My wife and I have a three-year-old daughter, Alexis. Both of us work, and Alexis has attended daycare since she was one. In the two years since, we have been asked to leave two programs because my wife is a micromanager. I admit both of us went into the first program not really understanding daycare. I quickly learned that they can't provide personalized care, and after learning from her teachers, I reset my expectations. My wife, however, has a lot of anxiety and worries about our daughter. She hates when she gets even a little upset. She's in therapy and is working on it. First program, my wife would constantly watch the live feed and call the daycare multiple times a day. We had several talks about it and the school talked to us twice. My wife ended up screaming at one of the teachers and then the director. We were terminated immediately. Second daycare was a little better because my wife began therapy but my wife was still so nervous that she had a complaint every single day. These were not important things, small things, like she saw another child took a toy from Alexis and she would cry. The teacher would give the toy back to Alexis, but my wife didn't understand why the other child wasn't punished for it. This daycare didn't kick us out, but did eventually suggest that this may not be the best program for us. My wife and I decided to pull Alexis out. My wife, because of her anxiety, myself, because I knew my wife had burned bridges and was becoming one of those moms. 
We chose a smaller home daycare this time as we couldn't afford another center. The woman who owns it is very nice, but also firm. She stands by her boundaries and won't let my wife break any rules, whereas the centers were definitely more accommodating. My wife would take any inch she got. This time, she doesn't get that opportunity. I thought all was well, as the owner only speaks to my wife for the most part. Then I get put in a group text saying my wife has been bombarding the owner with text every, every single day. Despite the owner saying she will text her at lunch when things are settled, she said at this point she will only be responding at specific times of the day and not looking at the rest. The owner then added several, uh, then the owner <laughs> sent several pages of the contract with passages highlighted, reminding us of certain policies my wife had violated. I was pissed when Alexis went to bed that night, my wife and I talked. I said this was our last option for daycare. The other centers are too expensive, and this was the only home daycare in the area that we liked. A nanny is not in our budget. My wife made a million excuses, including that it's not her fault. She's anxious. I said if we are asked to leave this program too, my wife will be the one quitting her job to watch Alexis, not me. This upset my wife. I pointed out I've spoken to her kindly about this plenty of times. I encourage her to keep up her therapy, but she can't keep getting us kicked out of programs. My wife is now not speaking to me. Am I the asshole? Edit, I cannot be the primary contact for daycare due to not being able to have my phone on me at work. Not the asshole. Furthermore, you can tell this is the first child for the while. Oh, yeah, that's that's clear. <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh, this one's clear. Um. Yeah, I I just gotta go. What was she one? What were you expecting out of daycare? Uh huh. I mean, daycare, daycare, not you know, like this is a private, like tuitioned child care slash educational slash you know one to three ratio of teachers to students, right? Um, at most, um, like. You know, th this isn't mommy and me, just minus mommy with a paid substitute. Right. So, yeah, no. Um, so I'm sitting here wondering, like, what were you expecting? And then two, how are you this stressed? Right. Like, I understand with a newborn. I, I can follow that. Right. Even up to a toddler. Okay. Yeah. Like, you're still a new mom. You're still, you know, kind of getting to things. But three, you're struggling this hard at three. Like, my God, when this child turns five, you're well, not. Let's see what it's doing to the child. And my viewpoint is damaging the child. Oh, yeah. Mommy is reacting to ever social interaction that is normal for children. Someone takes right. a toy. Well, that's normal. Teacher you takes a toy. You have to that. Right. Not only that, but she's not trusting the hired professionals that she has hired. Right. Like, I'm just really trying to understand, though, like, what is the malfunction here? Right. Like, what, what is it you're looking for from daycare, one? Mm -hmm. Two, um, 
with this much of an attitude, I really feel like you you should have more strongly considered quitting your job. Right. Like, because what do you think is going to happen? Your husband's going to quit his and then deal with you all day long? Right. Uh, then I have this whole question about how does she work? She doesn't. I mean, that's all point. You can't she be working. Right. Okay. Well, but she does. Like, she's well, employed. I know. She's also spending her whole day on the camera. Right. Watching this child in the classroom. Right. Or in the daycare room. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. What's the level I mean, of the insanity here? Okay. What seems you, strong? It is very strong. Mm, that's a lot going on there. Um, I, I definitely have to go with not the asshole. Right. I mostly because I can understand your exasperation at this point. Right. That not only you. You've been direct terminated from one program. You were politely asked to go somewhere else by the second program. And now your home-based daycare is pretty much at, here's a recopy of your contract. I have highlighted all your problems (laughs) for you. Um, I don't think you're going to get many more opportunities here before right. you're out of this program. Right. So, like, I, I think at this point, it's almost too far down the road mm-hmm. would be my only complaint. Like, I right. think your wife needed this before the home daycare, I, and, right. and I mean this strongly. Yeah. Um, that, that you were like, look, she gets booted from this one. Good luck. Right. Enjoy your time at home because I, I'm not quitting right. my job. Exactly. <laughs> not quitting and my not job. only that, but I think that, you know, fine. You want to take care of Alexa at home? That's fine. I get home at 5, find a job where you can work 6 to 2. Yeah. A.M. Yeah, works too. I mean. Right. I, I think that's kind of horrible to have to say to someone, but I don't think anything else is going in. Right. You know, like, and furthermore, I would sit down with the uh, daycare provider and go, I am very sorry, my wife is doing this. Here's the situation. Use what boundaries you need necessary, and you are not required to reply to her text or answer her phone messages. Well, but here's the rub on that, is that this is still going to be the primary point of contact for anything that comes up. Right. So it's going to be a struggle to, to like, what do you do? Not answer the call from the mom that might be telling you she's running five minutes late or got to a horrible disaster. I mean, yes. I, I know she's hitting this boy who cried wolf, like, bar. Yeah. The, of, like, no one's going to reply to you. No one's going to listen to you. No one's going to pay attention to you. You have screamed to the high heavens over everything that uh-huh. has minorly inconvenienced your child. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and see, this I, is I what think happens when you have children that do not have siblings. Fair enough. Like, well, and I think, uh, going back to what you said, it's obvious this is child number one. Right. Um... But I also wonder, like, is she an only child, the mother? Possibly. Because she sounded a little bit spoiled to me, but that's me. 
you know well that I mean, expectations if, are really out there yeah that or you need to go find someone that's willing to be a free babysitter well not a free babysitter but a babysitter well i think more importantly it, it's like therapy's like great therapy's mm -hmm. great don't don't ever think i'm saying therapy is a bad thing um i think you need therapy boot camp mm -hmm. at this point right um because you gotta get this under control like you you're jerking this this little kid in and out of daycares like they're having to navigate a whole new system of people yes like she's young and resilient and, and i'm sure at three right. young and resilient mm -hmm. um but at some point like what are you gonna do like what right. is your plan for kindergarten up right like are you just gonna like keep moving till you find right. the perfect school that you'll never find like right. where what what's your plan what, what's your long-term Exactly. Right. Like, so yeah, I, I think not the asshole, most definitely. In my opinion, not the asshole either. And I'm really going fussy with my phone. Okay. I'm a little fussy. I know, right? Yeah. All right. So Shannon's comments are my husband's anxiety was worse than mine when it came to the kids. He was the one, like, if you stay home, I'll work and do whatever you want. Right. right. Yeah. When the finances couldn't handle just his income, I worked nights, he worked days. Exactly. Parents have been yeah. doing that for Asia. And that's what you may have to flip your wife to. And that means that she may not be making the free income that she's been making. Because I don't know too many people that can just make the decision. Oh, just like, oh, I'm going to work nights now. No, I'm talking about the decision of, fine, if you blow this daycare, you're quitting your job. That's cute. What is she going to do? Stay home and take care of Alexa all day? What about her income? Where's it going? True. True, true, true. Like, okay. I, I mean, I would hope they're in that financial position, but I think mm -hmm. it's more so a fact of even if they're not, mm -hmm. I think he's just trying to two-by-four her, which at this point is legit. Mm -hmm. With what else do you think we're going to do? Right. What, because if you think I'm quitting my job so you can nag me all day, mm -hmm. which is what I read in that. Right. Because I think if she's being this controlling over the daycare, right. I, I would hate to be her husband. Right. <laughs> I just, ooh, I'd hate to be her husband because there is probably nothing this man has done right, right. since the day this child was born. Right. Or anyone. Or anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Thank you for reporting that. Now, they've gotten a little bit more. Really? Okay. Viewers, be aware. We are do not endorse anyone that is spamming you or sending you messages. This is freaking insanity. Now, granted, I blocked this spam botter, but they went on and messaged people. Really, we're at that level of stupid. Hey, you know. I know. Uh, but thank you, thank you for reporting that. We we do appreciate the screenshot yeah. that you sent. That always helps. Um, unfortunately, yeah. there's only so much we can do once we block them in show. Um, mm -hmm. 
it's it's just kind of uh please block on yourself that's why yes. you know youtube ace and nine on youtube where the poll is which i'm going to post over onto the facebook comments i got to figure out how to do that for instagram we haven't gotten there yet like we've just started this instagram live thing um hoping to be able to move over to TikTok live mm-hmm. once i get a thousand followers over there or you get a thousand followers over there <laughs> maybe i should go double check uh because <laughs> it seems like, like everyone's getting know. a thousand right yeah like you you've been like you were there on like i don't know day three of TikTok, and it's just been an uphill climb like a right. slug fest the whole way for like every subscriber <laughs> alexa um, i do need help on TikTok. i need a thousand followers that's what i need i'm not sure well the her oh, right. thinks she's not sure yeah. <laughs> but alexandria might be yeah. able to help us <laughs> so yes please yes do your magic oh. Okay, let's move over to relationship advice. This one's interesting. All right. So my 41 male wife, 40 female, isn't loving my new friend group. My wife and I have been together for almost 20 years. We met in university, and since we both moved for school, we always had the same group of friends. As we got older, this naturally transitioned to us mostly having couple friends. Our marriage is pretty solid. We still love each other very much, and there's been no hints of infidelity, but I can't say we haven't become a bit set in our ways. A few years back, I made some big changes to my health and fitness and starting running regularly. My wife was generally supportive, but at times I could tell she was a bit cut off when I got in the way of something she wanted to do. About six months ago, I joined a running group. We meet on Thursday nights for a run and then get drinks after. It's a mixed group with age ranges from 28 to 42 and various relationship statuses. I really get along with these folks and have become friends with a number of them. This means I generally stay out later on Thursdays and have hung out with them on separate occasions as well. It's been amazing to meet a new group of friends at my age and they share a lot of interests with me that my wife just doesn't like. For instance, we did a weekend kayaking trip recently which my wife would absolutely not have been on board for. My wife acts like she's cool with me hanging out with these folks, but I can tell she doesn't love it. I get it. I'm suddenly staying out late and spending weekends away with a bunch of people she doesn't know, and that includes some younger single women. That said, I'm absolutely open about everything, and there's nothing funny going on. I'm not sure it's even jealousy of that sort, but rather, she'd rather I just be home and available at all times in case she wants or needs me for something. She started acting passive-aggressive about anything that involves plans with the group. We have a shared calendar, and if something's going on and we have nothing planned, I'll add it in. Aside from Thursday night, these events really only happen every few weeks. If we have other plans pop up, it's like she intentionally tries to plan over these events rather than just saying we're busy and looking for another free night. Recently, she got a bit upset with me for going to my regular running night after she returned from a work trip. She told me repeatedly that she was exhausted and was going to go to bed early, so I thought it would be fine, but then got some passive-aggressive texts, so I cut out early and went home to spend time with her. We then sat on our phones, not talking, with the TV on for 45 minutes before she went to bed. 
I've tried including her in some of my activities in the past, but she'll mostly just complain and then make excuses to not do them again. She doesn't have a separate friend group of her own, but is very close with a lot of her colleagues. And anytime she goes to a work event, which are pretty frequent, I can count on her not answering her phone and coming home pretty drunk very late at night. It doesn't upset me at all, and I trust her. For my part, I will admit that I selfishly don't really want to involve her in my friend group at this point. They're new friendships, and I don't want to change the dynamic. I also know that she won't have a lot in common with these folks. If I'm honest, I also worry a little bit about her sabotaging things. I don't really know how to proceed at this point. I really don't want to give up my new friends, but I don't know how to work through this with my wife. Oh, right. Well, you know, this happens a lot in relationships. There's friend groups that are different, and it's healthy to have separate friends. She was threatened. Okay. And here's the thing. I think you have to hold boundaries. Like, nope, Thursday night at 6 o'clock, I'm going for a run, and then I'm hitting the bar with my friends. You can go do whatever. Have a girls' night. Have whatever. But this is where I'm standing at. And I think that can be very, very difficult to do. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. and I think she's stuck in that, that like, late 30s, early 40s thing mm-hmm. where you're working really hard. Mm-hmm. You've kind of lost touch with some old friends. Mm-hmm. You don't really have a lot of time with your new friends or, or your your current friends because mm-hmm. you're all kind of stuck in the rat race. Right. And then you're just kind of having this moment where it's like, well, how the hell did you meet new people? Right. You're not allowed to meet new people. I can't meet new people. How'd you meet new people? Right. But, and, you know. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> and this is something we're going to have to get from Joe's perspective. Okay. What was it? Three years ago, I said, I'm done. I'm going back to the gym and we're changing diet, you know, and I've got to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. And I've done that. Mm-hmm. Where's your level of envy? Not jealousy, but envy there. Um, I don't really have one. I know. You don't care. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, have fun. Uh huh. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, but then again, this is where I often come back with, like, I don't have, like, jealousy. Uh-huh. Because I'm, like, I joke around with, like, take my husband, please. Um, you know, just, like, you'll bring him back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but more so my thing is, um, with relationships in general, is, like, I've watched too many people try to get really like micromanaging, controlling, and play the petty game. Uh huh. And then the relationship blows up. Right. Because they were controlling, they were micromanaging, and the pettiness yep. all devolved it straight down the toilet. Um, yeah. So, like, I quickly got to, like, you know what? If I'm going to be in a relationship, this is probably because I'm with someone that I actually want to be happy. Right. Like, not just that I want to be happy with, but I want them to be happy. 
Right. And if that's not with me, if that's with someone else, if that's with whatever else, you know, like if, if it's kayaking or going to the gym or eating cauliflower nonstop and forcing me to eat cottage cheese. I did not force you to eat cottage cheese. <laughs> You have known every time cottage cheese has been in something, you actually cooked it. What was it? Yesterday for lunch. Yes, I did. But, like, I'm giving you a drink. Yeah, um, but, you know, like, if that's, like, their thing or if that's what is better for them, like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, you know, if he were going to, you know, like, a park in the middle of the night to shoot up meth, right. I'd have a problem. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. That's not what I signed up for. That's really not good for you. We have to make some boundaries and limits and decisions here because I'm not, I'm not hanging. Right. Um, but like, you know, oh, I'm going to the gym. It's like, well, okay, cool. Have fun. Yeah. Rock on. Enjoy that. I hope it's a great gym trip. Um, now, if that's a cover for something else. Uh-huh. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? I, I'm not going to walk around trying to follow you and snoop on your phone and check your messages and, like, screw that. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, and I hope you enjoy it and have fun and find what you're looking for is where I'm at. That's why I don't really have that moment where, like, I'm sitting here like, ugh, I can't believe you're going to the gym again. Did right. you forget your gym bag this time? Did you, you know. Like, right, but then you have the other side of this, you know, because this is this is what this wife has gone through. Because she always kind of gone through the same thing, changed my eating habits. I now have a personal trainer. We have massage appointments. You know, there like there's been this a lot of self care that wasn't originally here. Some of it you've been like, okay. Like, I'm sorry, you weren't a fan of getting a massage with Eric. Okay, pause. Pause. I was sitting here having major difficulties with, we're going to be spending $125 a month per person for massages. Are we crazy? Yeah. Like are we are we are we those people like we we have standing massage therapy appointments yeah. that we pay on a group or on a uh, uh, subscription mm -hmm. you know bulk rate we're buying a, a four pack of massages each month yeah I, I'm like I, I didn't expect to have this moment in my life like literally ever and then like you bring it up and I'm like no 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 hi I don't need this I'm good I'm good I'm not I'm not these people and then like yeah we went and I went and I was like okay fine I'm these people like yeah. this this is yeah I kind of need this yeah yeah <sighs> no I mean, what really wasn't the I don't like strangers touching me like no it was I, the, I didn't even have a when did we get this? And now I think yeah. he would battle with me. I mean, if it were like willy-nilly, like, you know, like, I, if it were just random, like, I don't think you should go see Eric. Right. 
I would be like, okay, like go take a Midol and a nap and come back at me again with that because I don't know what this is. Uh-huh. Because where yeah. did that come from? Um, right. Like, you know, like yeah. I don't know what's going on in your head, but maybe, maybe you need a nap. Yeah. Maybe, That's maybe what I'm saying. Something. But I'm saying that, you know, you've seen positive changes with you, with me, with Eric. You've seen, you know, you know, and then today I was, I'm going to give you brownie and husband points. Okay. You know, because I've always been flexible. Like I can move appointments or whatever we need to, to make our schedule work with the one vehicle. Mm -hmm. And you were like, no, we're done with this. Yeah. That's, that's just the wall I hit. And And it was an amazing wall. Do what now? It was an amazing wall. Well, yeah, because usually I'm pretty flexible on stuff, and it's like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm a people pleaser with a knack for technology. Mm-hmm. That's basically me in a right. nutshell. And right. so, like, okay. And no, I'm just, like, the original plan for this was mm-hmm. not long-term. Right. I, I really didn't think it was a long-term forever plan. Right. Which I don't think it's a forever plan. It's just we're down the road now. Like we're mm-hmm. multiple years down the road. Yeah. Um, and I'm just sitting here going, we've got to make this work with our life. We cannot be bending our life around this. Right. Like it's it's not working anymore. It's it's right. just making everything so out of control, complicated. Right to try to make plans and set them in stone and, and like have repetitive events and things that we're doing and then have like this chaos Mm -hmm. of appointments that are not doing what I need them to do, which it's like, Hey, I'm glad to come down and do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you want me to do that, you got to work within like my ranges here. Right. This is when I'm available to do it. I can't just drop everything. Right. But what I'm saying is, is, you know, because the things that are like immovable is my trainer and my massage. And you're like, nope, we ain't moving those. And I'm like, yeah, you're doing the exact opposite of what this wife is doing. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's like, nah, we're not scheduling over that. Like, I'm done with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, we've rescheduled a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. I've flexed all I want to flex. Yeah. Like, but, you know, so from my perspective, my advice is no, hold to it. Put it on the calendar, every event, everything. You, you're going away for six days to Kauai, to run the volcanoes of Hawaii and you are taking and working an extra shift at work to pay for it, put it on the calendar. Wife, you don't like it, tell her to work extra for her goal. Well, or, or just accept that like, and this is hard. I know in relationships is that a lot of couples get together and they don't ever have an exit strategy. Right. You know, like like that moment where they're really going to sit down and have a true honest to god conversation about is this working anymore? Right. Like what what's the long-term viability here? 
Right. Like is which is a really horrible thing to have to hear from your partner, and I get that. I totally get that. Right. Um, but that's a lot calmer discussion. Right. Than after you've made the ammo list and one night right. when you get home from work when you first right. expect it. <laughs> yeah. Here's both barrels of everything you've done wrong in the last 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Right. Um, and the reasons I want a divorce. Right. Um, no. no one wants that either. Right. Um, so I always think there's a middle ground where you do have to kind of go, like, has this been a, like, has this been its season? Mm-hmm. Or do we have a next? Like, how do we work together for next? Like, right. we did the 20, we mm-hmm. got our 20 year badge, we unlocked right. the 20 year, you know, achievement level. Right. Like, is that it for us? Or do we have another 10 and another 20 and another 30? Right. So I think that's also got to be part of this too, mm-hmm. is are you starting to drift apart? Right. And before you sit there and just beat each other up right? for, you know, she always tries to screw with my friend's group and, you know, he's always out with his friend's group and I don't know, he's probably running around with some girl and, you know, blah, 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 before you head down that. Right. Just helping reevaluate. Is is that maybe... part of the problem? interesting some of the extents she's gone through here oh no i like i like going deeper oh yes yeah all right so there's been the passive aggressive comments yeah well you know passive aggressive text then she said then uh he skipped when she got back he immediately went home um left an event early despite the facts that i bought all of the gear when she scheduled a dinner on the same day skipped thursday night going uh to go on the latest trip with her skipped running all week to prep for this trip then skipped another thursday night when she said she wanted to stay a few extra days okay so yeah i think you really have to have a conversation that starts with the words what do you want right like what like and i don't know any nice way to ask your wife that is what do you want like what is your insecurity what is your fear of abandonment what is going on right because like give me another nail to hang my hat on here Mm mm-hmm there's not many things left. Right. <laughs> um, what is it you're looking for? Are, are you like like calling this the death of our marriage and you're trying to see if I will give up running for you? Right. Well, and, and I like think it's because he has completely changed his life. He quit a job he hated. He has lost weight. In losing weight, he found activities that he's in love with like running and friends group and weightlifting, um, you know, different things. You know, he's done a lot of like, he's done the Mel Robbins recreation, basically. 
Okay. Now, in that quitting a job, did he recruit? To, like, did he go find a new career, find a new job, find a new thing? Right. Yeah. Or is he like rocking the stay at home? No, he's in a new job. He's in a new career. He's in everything else. All right. Did he um, effectively match the uh, or exceed the uh, previous income? Yep. Okay. Um, because I'm sitting here trying to run a checklist of maybe it's not about the running, maybe it's about the career. Right. You know, like I could see that. Like if you suddenly like had in addition to, right, I'm joining a gym, we're setting up massages. Um, also, we're going to be eating, you know, different foods. Um, also, I, I quit all the networks and I'm going to go work at McDonald's now. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna, like, I, I'm gonna have issues with, with, with your gym membership, mm -hmm. um, because I think we can all quickly figure out that, like, trying to replace network income mm -hmm. with McDonald's income right. is gonna leave a gap. Right. A very and large so gap. Like, I'm gonna have issues. Like, okay, like, how? <laughs> You've gone crazy. Um, and I, it's not that I care about your, your gym membership per se. Right. I just don't know how we're supposed to afford all this crap. Right. With the deficit and in income while right. trying to manage all the bills we had. Right. Um, now that I could see as a spousal argument. Yeah. Like that's a legit, like. That, but he's literally done a recreation. Okay. Okay. So a rebirth. Yeah. So really, it sounds like instead of inspiring her to like take a look at her life and be like, "Is this what I want?" Right. It's like it sent her into some weird spiral. Yes. Like semi, -de it, like depression, but not really. Right. Like, but maybe. Yeah. Um, coupled with like resentment. Right. And a few other things going on there. Right. Like. You know, is he going to replace me? Is, you know, maybe it has set off some paranoia for her. Good possibility. You know, Shannon's yeah. got a few comments on this. All right. So uh, Joe's just like, you'll get sick of his attitude eventually. Um, uh -huh. And hey, we work hard to find ways to disguise the texture. Are we talking about Asen's attitude? Or are we talking about the cottage cheese? I just want to ask for clarification. The cottage cheese. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but Shannon says, I get a massage every month because it's all I can squeeze in. But if I could do it more often, I would. I like my massage therapist, though. Other folks there, I'm just, mm, where's my girl? LOL. Um, you have to look at how often men change their lifestyle and their friends and job. And there's enough truth in the stereotype of him thinking he's upgraded his life. So he's going to update his wife. That's a possibility. But there's also, I would say, looking at his age group, something called a Saturn return that hits people okay. really hard. And when they hit that Saturn return, it's a, it's normally <coughs> late 30s, early 40s. Or if they're late people, meaning they were born later in the year, it'll be, you know, 40s to 50s. And that's when there's a juxtapositional shift in everything. They look at it and go, I don't like any of this. 
like I did what I was supposed to do. Now I'm going to do what I wanted. Right. Okay. Like, Fair enough. Yeah. for example, me, I'm sick of the networks. I'm sick of, you know, doing five second readings. I want to do three day readings. I want to teach. I want to do this. I'm tired of all this. I'm going to go back into the corporate world and start managing HR. All right. That's a choice. What? I could be a diversity coordinator in a heartbeat. Okay. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Me as HR? Nope, you're fired. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. I don't think so, Susan. Try to get a new one. Oh, no, 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 no. See, this is the problem with HR ASIN. HR ASIN is going to be like, oh, they're stealing your lunch. Put some eye drops in it. It'll be fine. They'll have, they'll never do that again. Um, you know, or we could get like, you know, I, I've got Belladonna in my backyard. I could bring some in. Um, you know, I, like, I, like, that's my problem with the idea of you and HR is like, you are going to be the instigator. The instigator of so much in that office. But the paper, but A, we will have employees that love us and work for us forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brenda wants to know three day readings. How many past lives are you reading? Reader summits. They're amazing. I'm getting ready to pull off a tarot power summit at Earth Magic in September, Brenda. And Shannon definitely does not recommend Reaper hot sauce and also agrees that eye drops are your better choice. <clears throat> I always had the opinion of if someone is going to steal your lunch, then make it a good lunch for them. <laughs> oh, Lord. What, what pray tell? Well, first, you start out with a hot dog salad sandwich with relish included. Then you make sure that you get the, you get the healthy yogurt in the little tub that you're going to prepackage with some level additional flavorings. And, of course, we, they need to have a little bit of fruit, so make sure to get some prunes. Okay, so so basically, it, it's it's the the vomit inducing lunch from hell. Uh huh. All right, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Like if yeah. you if you make it through that and don't just throw it away, like you've done this to yourself. Yeah. Um. And you know, and then of course you've got to give them a sweet. So I suggest those little coconut cookies with pickle juice and the mandarin cherry on. They're lovely. Well, there you go. There you go. Oh, well, Shannon says, someone made the mistake of stealing my lunch twice. First time I said, hmm. Second time I put in the hot uh, one Apollo hot sauce. Uh, they didn't steal my lunch after that. No. Again, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I never had anyone in our office steal my lunch. Our work refrigerator had the inverse problem. Okay. Of people would bring lunches and forget them. Uh-huh. 
And so there was literally a monthly required cleanout. Right. Of will you please go to the refrigerator at the end, like because our our uh, uh, director did this on Fridays, mm-hmm. um, like once a month, and she would on that Friday be like, clean out the fridge. If it is yours, take it home. Otherwise, it will be thrown away. Mm-hmm. And she would still have to spend a good 20 minutes just hauling lunch bags and boxes and lean cuisines and just hauling them out. <laughs> yep. Like, no one, no one, yeah, out of sight, out of mind was our refrigerator's motto. Ooh, Brenda has a lovely idea. Oh, so yeah, for for Brenda's father's uh, workplace, stolen chocolate covered peanut butter balls equaled river mud rolled into balls and put in lunch. Be puked. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Aunt Mary. Yeah. yeah Aunt I... Forgetful Aunt Mary's tuna fish salad, feline specialty. Oops. 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 Wrong can. Um. So Shannon, uh, referring to my office experience, was 88 years. Got it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And other 88 years. Well, of course, then again, this was also the workplace that um, we had new hires start at, at um, 8 a.m. And, it, like, we took bets throughout the day as to when they quit. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, like, there were people that, that would, would occasionally win the office pool um, with, like, 8.15 a.m. Uh-huh. Like, as in, they're going to make it to 8.15 a.m. today before they, mm-hmm. they quit. Wow. Yeah. And not just, like, one person. We'd hire groups. Uh-huh. And sometimes it would be, like, four or five of them would quit. By 8.15 a.m. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, guys, I'll be on network all week. Of course, we have coffee and tea with Tracy on Thursday. Joe will be back with me at Matt with Mountain Bears. And we'll be streaming that all live over on uh, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. So, you can have multiple ranges to join us there for Mountain Bears. And, of course, we'll be back on Sunday with Psychic the Plans on YouTube. But... Also, with that, we want to thank our Patreons. Here we go. All right. So, of course, we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda, Shannon C, Shannon D, Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Tracy Van, Caitlin Bell, and Devin. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you, too, can become a Patreon sponsor and receive all the wonderful benefits our baristas receive, please visit us at pcspnetwork.com. Yes. Make sure to check out uh, cautionknowing.com for our for Lisa's new book. She was on earlier on the YouTube show. And with that, y'all, good night. Good night. Bye.